Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. I know this is a little weird, but I spent a lot of this week wondering what Thanksgiving dinner at Pontius Pilate's mom's house would be like. (laughs) I mean, Pilate was a fairly powerful guy, being the Roman governor over Judea and all. He was a big fish in a small pond, as we say. And he acted like a big deal in front of Jesus, but I started thinking about what he'd act like at his mom's house at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Would he be relegated to the kids' table in the kitchen in a chair too small for his status? Would he irritate his siblings by starting all his sentences with, well, as the governor? (laughs) Would he stay as briefly as possible, waiting until he could get away to his friend's house to drink beer and watch the game? How would Pilate's identity change in the context of his family of origin? Now, of course, that is a thoroughly modern and mostly American question, but I'd argue it's still ours to ask if we care to ask it. The point being that identity comes from a sense of belonging. See, we all have to know where we belong in order to know who we are. And if there were a time of year that we are faced with this, it's definitely during the holidays, capital T, capital H. A time when issues of belonging and identity and family come up for so many of us. Like maybe you still feel obliged to spend holidays with your family because you're supposed to belong with them, but belonging is never what you feel because your family can't love you well the way your friends can, and it's painful when you realize that. Or maybe you lost your parents too soon, and you quietly fume this time of year when your friends complain about not belonging with their family because their mom is a chain-smoking meat freak and their dad watches too much football because, well, you'd do anything to have one more Thanksgiving with your parents, despite their shortcomings. Or maybe you are the parent of a young adult who's decided that they don't belong to you and with you in the way you wish they still did. Regardless, the reason I started thinking about belonging and identity this week as we entered the holidays is that in our gospel reading, Jesus says this weird thing to Pilate. He says his kingdom is not of this world and that those who belong to the truth listen to his voice. I just don't hear that phrase being used all that often, belonging to the truth. Our relationship to truth doesn't usually take that form. Usually our relationship to the truth takes two pretty problematic forms. On the one hand, we live in an age where all truth is subjective, meaning truth is whatever you think it is or whatever works for you in the moment. We're all makers of meaning and captains of determination and agents of truth. Everything is so relative that the word truth is now entirely bled of any real meaning. Since everyone has their own truth, like, they have their own fingerprint. And I'm no philosopher, so I'm treading in some perilous territory for a theologian, but I wonder if the other side of total relativity is basically fundamentalism, where truth is not only knowable, but is clear and simple, and I can possess it. I can own the truth. And in no way does my social location, personality, or place in history affect this. Yet in our text for today, Jesus doesn't say that truth is relative, nor does he imply that truth is something we can possess. Jesus says his kingdom is not of this world, and those who belong to the truth listen to his voice. 
So once again, Jesus goes and threatens our identity and our autonomy by messing with the categories we're so comfortable using. For truth is finally not something we can possess, and it's not some flimsy idea narrated by personal preference, nor is truth simply the most legitimate idea, concept, or doctrine. Truth isn't something that belongs to you. Truth is something you belong to, or more accurately, someone you belong to. What is revealed in the Gospel of John is that finally truth is a person, the way, the truth, the life of Jesus of Nazareth. And you don't have to hang out with Jesus for very long before you realize that, like with Pilate, he never seems to be having the same conversation as you are. (laughs) We may want to know the truth, understand the truth, possess the truth, but then Jesus says that he is the truth which makes me want to ask him if we could just go back to the truth being an idea instead of a person, because then I know what to do with it. But Jesus never listens to me, so instead we're left with truth being a person and with us belonging to the truth, which means we belong to Jesus. But we belong to Jesus and his kingdom in a different way than we belong to our family or to our church or to our gym. Because our belongingness to the truth is not contingent on time or location or human limitation. And every other kind of belonging is of this world. Every other kind of belonging, both good and bad, is contingent on time and location and the limits of humanity, which is why Jesus said to Pilate that his kingdom is not of this world. It's not that he is king of some heavenly realm in the afterlife, like a big, decadent, post-death dessert buffet waiting for those who've endured the suffering of good Christian diet foods their whole life. (laughs) His reign is here. His kingship is here. His kingdom is here. It's right here. It's actually right now, not in some other far-off place. The kingdom of God shares space with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the kingdoms of Microsoft and Kmart and K-Love Radio. Christ's kingdom shares space with these other kingdoms. It just doesn't share categories with these other kingdoms. Being citizens of the kingdom of God means belonging to a truth. It allows us to construct identity for ourselves and for the whole world based on something other than practical concerns or family of origin or political categories. If we have been moved by the Spirit to call this Jesus the King of the Jews, then we will find in him the freedom to base our identities on him and not on the typical categories of nuclear families or empire or late-stage capitalism. So Jesus says to Pilate that the kingdom of God is not of this world and that those who belong to the truth listen to his voice. And 2,000 years later, here you are, listening to Jesus' voice in psalm and song and hopefully sermon and liturgy, all of which tells you the truth to which you belong. And this is hard for us Americans who are raised in the context of self-determination and Western individualism and MasterCards to wrap our brains around. But what this all means is that you did not choose to follow Jesus Christ. You did not choose 
your family in the very same way. But unlike your family, your identity in God is simply unaffected by the limitations of human beings to love each other well. And unlike your family, your identity in God is simply unaffected by people who can actually love you well, but who then go and die on you. Your belongingness to the truth is determined by a God who has called you out of darkness into light. Your belongingness to the truth, to the person of Jesus Christ, is simply not determined by family of origin or economic status or friend groups. It is not determined by religiosity, moral purity, or political category. Your belongingness to the truth is determined by the voice of Christ who calls you by name in the mystery of the Eucharist and in the clumsiness of community and in every stranger who bears Christ's face. And I've said it before, but it bears repeating. Nothing else actually gets to tell you who you are. Amen.